Welcome to episode 95 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. How you doing this week? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Uh, feeling good. Counting down the days. The school's over, which I'm super excited about. But uh, yeah, man, I'm good. Everything's great. Just, you know, same old. Uh, major, major thing, actually. So Ooh, I've been okay. battling the school debt stuff. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six to eight years at this point, somewhere up in there. Sure. of having to submit this paperwork or that paperwork or whatever. Right. Anyway, late last year, I submitted like this final document thing of like 60 pages of all this info on sure. proving my case or whatever and submitting it to like uh, state of Florida to make sure that yes, ITT is in the wrong here. Right. I just got hit back basically paid someone like a thousand bucks to sort of get it all going and finalize for me and right in the whole process completed and i owed like thirty-eight thousand or something wild i didn't agree sure. to that anyway the case finalized i checked everywhere like uh my credit score i checked there's like this florida grant system where you can check and see but it also shows your debt and it shows like money that you have stored for grants or something like that for different schoolings it showed a zero balance on there showed a zero balance on my credit nice. score of me owning anything basically Very they've cool. been like sued a whole bunch of times they're bankrupt at the current moment i want to say 90 percent of the schools are shut down at this point because of different cases like this so maybe my case would be a little easier than a lot of others but I've been battling this far before any current stuff of like political stuff that's been going on with like Biden trying to push this sure. or that or trying to get sure. rid of debt or anything. So it has no connection to any of the current stuff taking place, but I was able to get uh, it completely wiped. Nice. I don't know. I mean, that's like a year's worth of salary almost just completely yeah. not having to pay anymore. So that's it's amazing, a, it's man. a big ordeal. So I'm really, really stoked about that. Congrats. That's awesome news. I had heard something about them forgiving ITT just because they shut down and they didn't yeah. really fulfill their promises and all that. So Yeah, they were trying right. to say I owed them 38, but I owed them 21. And there's no way I would agree to $38,000 in a two-year school. Are you insane? That's 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 ridiculous. So, so. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and so did they wipe the whole thing, even yes. though you said you owed 21? Oh, nice. Uh, all of it's completely gone because they found them lying and you can't they, lie yeah. situations that serious. <laughs> Very cool, man. That's yeah, awesome yeah. news. So Very super cool. stoked. Yes, yes. You know, as long as nothing changes, I'm not planning on stopping. I don't think you are. But if, if all goes well, I have about, I want to say three years left and then I'll get like um, all of my undergraduate loans forgiven because they were earlier. Okay. And then I have like another four more years or three more years after that, maybe. And then everything will be forgiven so one of these days on this podcast i don't know <laughs> episode um yeah freaking 500 or something i'm gonna be like yes finally everything's been forgiven <laughs> i mean i'm way more stoked than what i'm showing here i'm so oh, incredibly happy to just have that completely lifted yeah that's yeah, great news yeah, man. yeah very cool all right let's get into main topic i'm just gonna say collecting so whether that's different stuff you collect, whether it's certain stuff you want to collect, maybe something you used to that in no way would you want to anymore. Right. Um, maybe you know somebody with an awesome collection, right? Sure. Any which way you want to go about uh, collecting as a whole in terms of like our society wanting to collect this or that and why we may even collect to begin with, like any morality stuff with it. Sure. Any way you want to look at this, but collecting. Okay. All right. So I guess when you say that, I mean, first thing comes to mind, obviously, is just things that I like to collect. So one obvious one, and it's kind of funny because some people don't look at it this way, but I kind of like to collect video games, honestly. And I don't even mean the physical cases. I just mean I love seeing my Steam library and all my games laid out there nicely organized. Yeah. I find that very pleasing for some reason, you know, just knowing I have them all there. That's that's probably the, the first one I can think of. But as you know, I really like to collect um, video game, like um, figures, statuettes, you know, stuff yeah. like that. I really like that stuff. I, right now, I still live in an apartment. You know, it's a good amount of space here, but obviously my plan is to move to a house. And when I do, I would love nothing more than like in my, you know, man cave room, whatever you want to call it, to have like some sort of display, you know, like, you know, big glass shelves or something and have them all laid out there. I think that'd be really cool. So, well, what I'm imagining for you is let's say you're out and about and let's say you saw something that was 20 or 30 bucks and sure. you could just, Hey, I could buy this, but 
the space, maybe I shouldn't because of that. And maybe when you move into a place, now all of a sudden, you know, if you see a good deal on something, like as you're out and about, maybe you would snack it up now. And then next thing you know, you have a way bigger collection just because you have a bigger space. And I'm I'm imagining that's just what you're getting at there. Yeah, kind of. And I already, even if I'm running out of space, I still do that sometimes, even though I probably shouldn't. (laughs) Like the Master Chief helmet, for example, I saw that on Best Buy for super cheap i couldn't believe the price i was like i have to grab this <laughs> okay yeah besides you know things like some of the big ones are like the n7 helmet the master chief helmet the final fantasy 7 cloud that came with that really expensive uh edition um the elden ring millennia statue those are like some of my biggest ones yeah then i have a bunch of other smaller ones but the other thing i like to collect and this is one that i definitely buy even if i don't like the game i just like having the cases is the uh the steel books Sometimes I'll find them on Best Buy for pretty cheap. I think I have a, I bought Far Cry 4 on PC, but I think I had seen it at Best Buy for like $5, just a steelbook. I was like, oh, let me grab that. So I have a bunch of those too. I've done about five of those just because I saw like a really good deal on one and I just sort of snagged it up, but I haven't done a lot of them, but I have a few. I have all sorts of random ones. Like some off the top of my head, I have Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Spider-Man, like I said, Far Cry, I think Final Fantasy 12 of all games, I have that. Cool. Seven, you know, just a bunch of random ones. So I, I imagine that as well, I can kind of like display them, Yeah. Um. you know, when I get there. So I'm excited for for those kinds of things. I love collecting that stuff. The only other one that I that I collect that I can think of um, that's not video game related is sneakers. And, you know, there's specific brands. Obviously, obviously I like Jordan's. Even Kanye shoes, I really, really love them. I don't care what anyone says. I love the shoes still. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, Yeezys and Jordans, I have a few. I have a bunch of pairs of those, and I really like collecting them. And kind of – I wear them, though. I know some collectors don't wear them. I wear them, but I'm always changing. Like, I'm, I have so many of them that I'm always wearing a different pair every day. So, they, they last. You know, they don't get beat up. And I try to be – people joke around like, oh, my God, why are you going to wear shoes if you don't want to get them dirty? But it's really pretty easy to – you know, if you have a nice pair of shoes and you want to keep them nice, but you want to wear them, it doesn't require much effort for me, honestly. I just like, here's a mud pile. Here's the concrete. Let me just walk on the concrete. You know, it's like simple things like that. Keep them nice for a long time. But I do like that, too. I like um, talking with other people who are similar, you know, have similar interests with the sneakers and stuff. So it's a sidestep. Speaking of shoes, my wife yeah. just got it's these wedding cake shoes, but yeah. they... $1,200 is its value, and wow. she found up in a store, like, uh, they had it, like, in a case for, like, 500 then it got lowered Whoa. to, like, 400 Oh, nice. Ended up, like, watching it drop to eventually snagged it, but these things she has worn once and i doubt she it, it has to be a really 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 right right uh, partner deal to want to wear those but i That's mean there's funny. solid white on top of that and it's wedding cake thing but it's just a very high fashion really niche little uh shoe thing but you reminded me of that whenever you're bringing That's up cool. the shoes she yeah. probably feels pretty uh pretty cool when she pulls those out occasionally <laughs> <laughs> um but Outside of your own collections, is there a, something you would want to collect that you don't? That's a good question. I think it would be really cool to, and the only reason I have it is because of space, to have a sort of collection of all the systems, you know, from over the years. Like, I think it would be cool to have a setup where you can turn on the Xbox 360 or the Nintendo 64 or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think that'd be cool to have a, a collection of all that stuff. I, when I get a little older, have more space, more money, I might do something like that, you know? go out and get all the antique stuff yeah that'd be really cool to just have that would be system. yeah i think that'd be awesome yeah. have them all set up there you know go all the way back to like a freaking neo geo or an atari or something yeah, like that, yeah. you know that'd i think be that'd cool. be dope that's anything definitely one that comes to mind i'm trying of? to trying to think of there's anything else oh well one other thing i forgot to mention is i also have some cool like artwork that i want to put up and again just okay just yeah lacking lacking the space as do like I. I have, this... I have some artwork yeah. put up, and I once I get the space to put it up, I'd love to do so. Yeah, yeah. I have um my friend for my birthday one year. He got me like this near scroll. It's really cool. cool. Like it hangs up, looks like a classic like Japanese looking scroll kind of thing. Um, another year that same guy actually he gives good gifts. <laughs> he <laughs> he got me these four picture frames, and they have um it almost looks like it's showing the patent 
for these old school controllers. Like it has like okay. an N64 controller and it shows it kind of like take it apart. And it yeah. says like, you know, established this year. Here's the, it's almost, it almost looks like something you would file when, when it's a prototype, you know? Okay. So that's really cool. I want to put those up around the, the room that I'm envisioning in my head. Yeah. So yeah. So some, some things like that as well. But besides that, man, I wonder if there's anything else I could think of. All right. Um, with me though, collections. So Amiibos, I have like, a, yep. let's see, I have maybe 40 to 50 Amiibo. And um, I just have them all over my wall. Any chance I can get an Amiibo, I definitely want it. And as many as I could get of the characters I actually like, though. If I just straight up don't like the character. But I can't really think of many that I wouldn't like. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. Nintendo characters. I like most Nintendo characters. So there's hardly any that I just would be like, no, I don't want. Um, Some of the more, like, generic Mario Amiibos I'm kind of whatever about. Right. But, I mean, that's about it. Anyway, so I have those um, physical collections. Uh, I didn't realize till very recently when I was actually looking at them all. I was like, I have a lot more than what I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Physical Switch games. So, like, you see this stack? Yeah. And that's just... Mm-hmm. And then I have the rest of it here. So you're... I no, didn't... That's a lot. Because I mainly buy digital, but... What I do is I'll bring up the store and look at the sales, right? And let's say a game's like 40 bucks, but it's on sale for like six bucks. But I'm always just looking for like good gets for real cheap and then I'll snag them up. So since I've been doing that since what, 2017, right? At this point, I probably have like 200 digital games on Switch. Oh my God, yeah. Even if I'm getting like five here, $3 here. Maybe ten dollars at the most, but I just get so many, and and I'm not buying games I wouldn't play or not want to. It's stuff I want, but Switch is such a big port machine of all of these games, and so sure. I mean, there's technically what five hundred so legit good games on the store, if not more. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> they have so many now. Yeah. Um, now I don't have any physical PlayStation Five or Xbox Series X games. It is just Switch is like their carts. You put them in. It feels a little more legit of physical. Like nowadays, if I were to buy like a PS Five game and put it in, most likely you're gonna install it to the system. And so it's like, what's the point? And I don't know. I also want to limit myself. I don't want to sit here and have to like manage a, a physical playstation or xbox library anything like that so i'll just limit myself to nintendo in that approach but i still have like ps2 jrpgs like all of the big ones i right, still have like gamecube i still have like my top wii games like uh trauma center super paper mario uh, yeah. like sin and punishment mario galaxy pandora's tower rhythm heaven uh Taxanuka versus Capcom All Stars. I used to play a ton of. So Man, you're, listen, you're listening some good, uh, some good games there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll keep like some of my best of the best of Wii that I just didn't want to get rid of, right? Sure. And then I'll do that with other systems. So like I have like a few PS4 games of just like really specific, like Yakuza Like a Dragon. I remember finding for like seven bucks online, so I just snagged that up. So there's a lot of reasons of like maybe why I'll have physical, but I do like physically having them just for collector's reasons as well and being able to like have them all on a shelf and whenever I do actually do a setup. So, but outside of those little, like more recent titles, the further I go back, the more I have. So like when I'm talking like super Nintendo, I have a lot of super Nintendo cards and my super Nintendo hooked up and all of that. Same with NES. I have a lot of NES games, NES system, Sega Genesis, same thing. I just recently did the whole Dreamcast deep dive on all of that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I got systems put up, like N64. I'm not like that big on. I don't. I enjoyed it when I was a kid growing up with it. But nowadays I look back on it and I look at it pretty weekly. Like PlayStation 1, there's like hundreds of great titles there. Oh and God, then like so N64, nice. I want to say there's like maybe a dozen. Yeah, I can actually agree with that. Even though I love N64, yeah. it, it wasn't volume, right? It wasn't like a ton of great games, but the games that were good were really yeah, good. Yeah, it was like, what? Yo, Mario and Zelda were great and yeah. a few other titles, but when you start to really think about it, it wasn't many. Um, yeah, that's true. 
and most big games they didn't even want to put on the N64 because it's like some tiny cart of like 64 megabyte compared to like 700 megabytes on a disc for PlayStation. So it caused a big riffle there. Of So I just like, I think N64 is kind of whatever when it comes to collecting. But I'll do Super Nintendo. I'll do Nintendo, uh, Game Boy Advance, DS, 3DS. I have all of those physical. I have all of those systems. So any of the major big systems I do have, Oh, Most okay. of them are hooked up to my TV, and I have an easy system of switching back and forth, so it's no big deal. So I do dive into my physical collection quite a lot. Um, I just recently acquired, like I was showing you, Mega Man 1 and 4 on NES, so I was just playing through Mega Man 4 on there. I play Jackal a lot with my kid on NES. It's one of the ones we like to play uh, nice. a lot. That's so awesome. I do that a lot. And then uh, magazines, I guess they, they are gaming magazines, though, but... Nintendo Force, I want to say, is the magazine. Oh, yeah. The one that you sent me. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are great. I still get those every month, and I have nice. about close to three years of those. That's awesome. um, I have other gaming magazines a part of that collection as well. So I, I have, like, racks of gaming magazines. That's um, I used to collect CDs, but they all got stolen from me. Oh, um, no. And so after that, I was, like, nowhere buying physical music and it was hitting that point to where streaming was starting to overtake and it right. wasn't like quite to the point where it's at now this was like six seven eight years ago right when all my cds got stolen but it kind of got stolen at like it couldn't be a better moment because just as i was falling out of like ugh, who wants to sit there and like take these discs out and all that when sure, i could just sure. hit it one tiny tap of a button and i'm listening to whatever i want to listen to so yeah that makes sense but i do miss just Man, I had so since I was a kid, just say you know, buying every one I possibly can as I'm growing up, and there's a lot of memorabilia there that I'm sad is gone. But I've now switched that into vinyls, so I don't have as many. I only want to buy the ones I actually want to listen to, so I don't like to just gather a vinyl just because it's a vinyl. A lot of people will just have hundreds of vinyls and never care about like nine tenths of them, you know. I, I want to say sure. I have like 30 or 40, but the ones that I have are really important, big albums for me. So I do collect those. Um, I have some high value ones on that too. I have some like high value pieces in general. Go back to gaming of like, uh, I have a PlayStation TV. So Five, mine's going to be complete, not loose, but it's not new. So it's looking like complete's like 168. Yeah, it's still So a that's lot. like a big piece I got. I have a... Um, uh, Final Fantasy 13 Collector's Edition. Oh, nice. A PS3 version. And there doesn't, if you look on the same website, price charting, if you search Final Fantasy 13 Collector's Edition, that's 12. There, You can't even find listings of this. I don't know what to price it at. It's still sealed. Yeah, um, I'm sure you can get a good amount for it. Uh, that's probably like my highest valued item. And then I have like a Final Fantasy 15 collector's edition to try to see if I could repeat it, but it's not worth that much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, trying to think outside of, I used to collect band shirts a lot, just have buy as many band shirts as I can, but um, it's been a long time. And most of the ones that I bought, I can't fit anymore. So um, yeah. I don't wear them anymore. And most of them I just don't have anymore. I've just given them away to different people. It's going to look like you're wearing your uh, sun shirt or something if you wear it. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of one that I would want. Yes, I would want to finish the collection. Like, I would want, like, a Sega Saturn even. I would want, like, all of the uh, Neo Geo, like you said, uh, PC Engine, Turbo Graphics things, whatever. I, like, could just fill in the little gaps because I have the majority of them. And I would, it would be neat to just sort of have them all set up. Another thing, I've always wanted a arcade cabinet and just yes, like buy awesome. a Raspberry Pi and just hook up to where it just dumped tons of stuff, just thousands from all across different systems, you know? Yeah, that'd be amazing. And uh, that'd be neat. What do you think about like collecting in general? Like, why do you feel like. Do you collect to build up a value of an item in hopes to sell it? Um, or is it one of these things where, like, no matter how high in value it goes, are you even ever going to even sell it? Yeah, or... I, I think it's more the latter. Like, I kind of just enjoy these collections. It's weird because sometimes I'll get a collector's edition of some game, 
something really hard to find and I'll just open it up and, you know, I'll stand it up and I just look at it I'm like, yes, I love this thing. And <laughs> like, wow, you could have kept that in the box and probably I'm like, yeah, I know, but uh, I don't know. I just, just kind of like it for myself. So no, it's definitely not a, a monetary thing. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, just something I just like, I just like having them there, you know, displayed. These statues don't ever move. They sit there. There's some of them are dusty, you know, but I just like, I don't know. just like having them there, you know? So. I'm trying to think of the reasons myself, and I what I'm thinking maybe the reason is people just wanting to show off what they like, and so like when others yeah, come by, sure. it can be like talk pieces or just in general, you're sitting in your living room and you look around and see all the stuff that you enjoy around you. Maybe that's the whole like point of collecting is just sort of like surrounding yourself with stuff that you love. Sure, sure. Maybe that's that all it sense. is. Yeah. I think so. It's cool to see it, you know, see it around, especially when you can display and, you know, make it look like something look cool looking, you know? So Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get into the news here. Um, I'll take this boring first one. PlayStation acquires <laughs> Firewalk Studios. Team is developing right. a AAA multiplayer game. So remember, I've mentioned this twice in the past on PlayStation having apparently these 10 PlayStation Live as a Surface titles that they're going to have over the course in the next few years. But it looks like, is this the 11th game? Because they just acquired a new studio that's also making this. Does that mean, like, we're even more in the weeds of even more live service games coming out of PlayStation than what there even was before? I kind of question that. It makes me wonder in, like, three or four years, for example, once all of these games are sort of finished, are we just going to be living in, what, five years of PlayStation <laughs> Live service titles? Firewalk Studios, I'm unfamiliar with them anyway. Who, what did they even make? Our story, our culture. How about your games? That should probably be up top, don't you think? They were a support studio for a lot of big titles. Uh, so they say, they supported in helping Call of Duty, Destiny, Apex Legends, Halo, stuff like that. I see. So okay. they never put out a game themselves, but they've always uh, worked in the AAA space of games. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know if that means, like, is that anything to worry about or not? I don't know. They could be great. I don't know. You know what? It could be. <clears throat> this seems like um maybe they'll do what they've what Sony typically would do in the past. It's like you know, pick up this studio early on, and maybe later on down the line they'll get to make their own game and be some good studio. You know, but I don't know for sure if that's what they're doing. Or the they're... new story is they're developing a AAA multiplayer game. Yeah, that's so what they're announcing. Yeah. They are. They are. They're saying, hey, we acquired this team and they are working on a triple A game for us. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll see what that is. And, you know, is that a current PlayStation IP too? Like, is that, you know, is that a Ratchet yeah, and Clank multiplayer game or is that like a unique IP? <laughs> yeah. Very curious. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Sega acquired Angry Birds developer Rovio Entertainment. Now, if you are probably, I want to say what age, I feel like our age is the perfect time when this game came out. I feel like a lot of people have no idea what Angry Birds are. The beginnings of smartphones. Yeah, the, beginning the first major smartphone games. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's I don't know how big Angry Birds is today in 2023, but I know. I mean, they're pretty big. Video. They had some movies, some animated shows. Mm -hmm. um, their games still like sell in the millions, even though it's just like a dollar piece and stuff like that. But they're still. <laughs> but the bigger thing is, it was a news story two or three weeks ago or something like that and i forget if we talked about it on the show or not but angry birds developer was basically they removed angry birds off the store but then oh. they were forced to put it back on so then they renamed it but the problem was is they later released an angry birds that had uh microtransactions and the only way you can progress through it is that so they wanted to remove the original game because everyone just kept going back to the original because they didn't want the microtransactions so they went as far as to remove it so people would stop playing that game and be forced to play <laughs> the microtransaction oh, game. Oh, yes, yes, um, I do remember this. So this was a little story a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. But that's interesting of all of that taking shape and then Sega buying them. Maybe they were just trying to look as good as possible for Sega because Sega was interested in them. Maybe that's all that why that was happening. That's It's got yeah. me thinking back on that story and be like, maybe that's why. Is they were probably trying to look as good as possible for Sega, <laughs> but yep, I guess yep. it worked. Sega bought them, so they got a good payout. We don't know how much they bought them for. Let's see if we can find out. I don't think they gave a number though. Um, 
Okay. Ooh, this is a big number, actually. $775 million. Jeez. You know how much Sony bought Insomniac for? Like, wasn't last it, year, it they finally acquired in him. Was it a 200-something million or something like that? Compared to, like, Crazy. 775 <laughs> Anyway, and it's like, and what did they do, right? It's all just... Like, no one even cares about Angry Birds anymore. I mean, like, it's just not in public discussions anymore. Now, for, you know, in the scenes, like, it was sounding, like I said. I was looking it up. The numbers were looking good, all of that. But in no way do they hold any sort of, like, I don't know. It's not a conversational piece by any means in today's world. Oh, yeah. Not at uh, all. I, I guess not compared to what it used to be. <laughs> right. But anyway, that's that. I, I just, I had just, it's just funny. I haven't heard anyone even utter the name uh angry birds in yeah. so long yeah exactly. so just an interesting thing but uh okay diablo 4 has gone gold and will host another open beta this next test weekend dubbed server slam weekend begins may 12th at 12 p.m pacific and ends may 14th at the same time as the name suggests, Blizzard is running this beta to stress test the servers to make sure they're as sturdy as possible come June. This slice of the game is similar to the March betas in terms of content, but it will include updates and bug fixes generated from feedback to the previous betas. This would also be nice for people deep into this to actually see if Blizzard is listening to the feedback, right? That would be. Now that, that there's be. been some time and then we play it and we're like, oh, cool, they did listen to this and this and this and they actually adjust. I'd, I'd like to see that. Now, again, that doesn't mean they need to listen to everything. and Well, they need to listen to everything, but they don't need to actually change everybody's opinion or complaint because that's dumb. Like, you should do what's right. But I, I'm still interested to see like what they chose to change, what they choose not to, and all of that. Sure. I know you're not big into it, but I loved it, and a lot of people are really digging this. I am super yeah. excited on this going gold. I'm super excited to know we for sure will be playing this in June, and uh, I'm ecstatic. And this will basically get I'm me going till Final Fantasy releases. You know, yeah. it'll basically be what this a few weeks. Um, it will be. Uh, Zelda here real soon, which is amazing. And then Diablo 4, then Final Fantasy 16 is how it's going to roll for me. So I'm going to have a great time here real soon. So, no, that's it's going to be a fantastic, good, uh, yeah. you know, month or two. And also, if you really think about it, you got what Zelda's May, what is it, May 12th? I was throwing Redfall into this, but I don't know Redfall what to do too. about this whole 30 FPS because I really wanted to play it on my console. Yeah, and I'm just crazy, expecting man. it to just... I just don't think my PC's up to snuff to play a Redfall. Sure. It, it, you know, something so, like, high-end, current-gen only. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could play God of War on my rig at 60, at, like, 1080. You know what I mean? But it's, like, Redfall, yeah. I just don't... I don't see it. Like, God, God of War is still a PS4-based game. Yeah. That's... Oh God, it's just... It's just the fact that it's a multiplayer shooter and it's arcane that really makes it that yeah. much more disappointing, you know? Because so we, we know they know how to make a good game, obviously. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll definitely be down to try it out, though. That's for sure. Yeah, so, I, I'm going to. I'm going to. So. Give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, Oxen Free 2 Lost Signals is out this July. Developer Night School Studio revealed during the latest Nintendo Indie Show World Showcase that Oxen Free 2 is out on July 12th. It will be released on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC, and Netflix apparently okay 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 well netflix owns the company now netflix bought them that's why yeah but that's still kind of funny to be like i'm gonna just gonna get it on netflix i mean i already have a netflix account i might as well just play it there i guess yeah on my now phone. how exactly i don't want to play it on my phone though this yes i don't want to play it on my phone you're right i really don't so i guess it just depends on the, <laughs> the price, i don't know how if i can do i guess you can i mean look you have a nice samsung phone can't you yeah, just shoot it but, to your TV? Is I mean, your... I can. You're right. You're right. But now that you, is I there... really hadn't thought about that. Like, now that you mentioned that, I kind of just <laughs> would rather play it on my Steam Deck or something. Yeah, because maybe there's, like, some input lag. But at the same time, it is, like, a sort of, like, walk and sim for the most part. That is true. So that it is may true. not matter. I don't know. But why Why is this not coming out on Xbox? Like, what's up with that? Again, so weird. Again, there, this is the this is one of many, 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 many titles recently. Something is happening, yeah. and Xbox can't really do anything right now because they're so in the weeds with this like 
uh, court case with all of this Activision stuff. So a lot of these games are just missing Xbox. And that's the thing is like, this has no relation to even Japan. Like Oxen Free, right. this is like US based developers. So what's the purpose there? Unless, I don't know, like is, is Sony reaching this far out? to try to buy to make sure it doesn't go to xbox i doubt it and there's no way so right. what else so i mean what what is it is it uh, i don't know i don't get it it's going to everything it else be. even if okay people are saying the big argument is that sales are low on xbox because of game pass right so like well if it doesn't go to game pass no one buys games there so that's why they don't port to there. I could kind of agree to that, but if it's going to all these other platforms, that's where I start to not believe it. It's like, it's already sure. going sure. to Switch and PC and play. It's going everywhere else but Xbox. Like, even right. if it only sold a few hundred copies there, why not just put it there? You've already released a game on Xbox prior, so it's not like you don't know how to or anything like that. Even Netflix Studios himself has released stuff on Xbox, so right. I can't see any argument where this makes sense. On there's something behind the scenes weird happening. I'm telling you, it's got to be. It has to be. It's just not normal. I don't know something. Something strange. A game like this, like a you know an indie title that people are excited for. I don't know. It just seems. Well, it wasn't the first one. But that, that's what I'm saying, like Mega Man Battle Network, for example. The previous Mega Man collections were Xbox. Why all of a sudden does it just stop magically? Right, right, right. I'm just, none of this is make. there's something happening here. Yeah, it's very strange, very strange. Don't know. Yeah, okay. But did you play Oxenfree the first? I did. I did. I thought I it was, like, it. good. It's no nothing It was incredible. fine. It was I'm fine. not going to, like, been... beg people to play it or anything, but... It's been so long, I completely forgot the story, so I'll have to watch a recap or something. But I thought... I remember playing it and thinking, this is fine. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's a, it's, um, a, it's a good plot. It's it's up there, like... it's. I think it's in that same vein of, like, Gone Home. I was like, okay, that's a cool little story. Sure, sure. But... Yep. I'm not I'm not those people that like some people throw it in the camp of like, whoa, this is one of the coolest, most interesting games I've played. Yeah, some people go a little crazy. I just don't go there with this. But yep. same with Gone Home. I never went there with that game, but same. Yeah. Yeah. Just thought it was all right. Mm -hmm. but, um, I'll be glad to try the next one, that's for sure. Yeah, it was good enough for me to have my interest here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Joseph right. Staten posted these two tweets. Okay. So the first of two in my work life, there's nothing I love more than collaborating with others to build worlds filled with iconic characters, deep mysteries, and endless adventures. Before I say the second tweet, sorry, last week we did a story on, yes, he is confirmed to have left Microsoft. And this yep. is the guy who did the Halo games, 1, 2, and 3. He stayed in Microsoft and sort of oversaw things, but wasn't up in the trenches anymore. And then he recently left Microsoft. Now we know where he's going. So today I'm thrilled to announce that I have joined Netflix Games as creative director for a brand new AAA multi-platform game and original IP. Let's go. Netflix brand new IP, AAA. <laughs> so they're 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 basically saying, "Hey, we are throwing money behind this." Is what they're saying. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, it's. I weird. can't help but be cynical whenever I see this, but I hope I'm wrong. Like whenever I see a Netflix big budget game coming out, I'm like, okay. We've kind so. of seen this a million times, like Stadia stuff, Netflix stuff. Of like, it's never once like been a success yet. And it's been how many years of this, you know, like, yeah, yeah even exactly. if a game isn't terrible, I don't know, um, that Valiant Hearts, like, sequel thing, whatever they put on Netflix, nobody played it, no one really cares, it doesn't really push any, I don't know, Netflix, yeah. what, those Stranger Things games, I'm not saying they're bad, but it's like, no one's really caring that much, I don't know, Netflix's games so far have been very underwhelming, um, so, I mean, Maybe that's why they got him, right? Maybe they're trying really hard to prove themselves, but I think people are starting to realize it's a lot harder than what it may seem from the outside to actually make video games, you know? Because <laughs> sure. so many um, of these, like Amazon and Google and whoever, trying to pick up gaming. And the I want to say the only one who is actually like getting it and doing it really well is Amazon. Because they did that Lost yeah. Ark. That was real big. New World was real big. They're starting... They got a little niche there. So I will say That's that. That's true. 
That is true. But that's the only company I can think of like this that has actually pushed any in any big way. But maybe this is a change, you know? For all we know, Joseph Staten, maybe he's just that good and could really get things going. And I don't know. It's at least cool to know that he is making a brand new IP of a AAA game and having money thrown at him to really work on a, an original idea that he has. So maybe it could turn out really well, regardless of the company funding it, you know? Yeah. I just hope that if they do, you know, put a lot of money behind this project in time, that, it, you know, I'm not rooting for them to fail. I want this to succeed. I want it to be something cool yeah. and new, you know? And I don't want so. Netflix being like, okay, it's been a year and a half. Hurry up. Like, right, you, right. you really got to let him. God, I feel like these people who have so much money, I feel like people like me and you and other people who play games a lot, are well informed enough to understand how to manage to how yeah. to manage this yeah. studio, you know? And I don't th I think they're so out of touch sometimes. Sometimes they make decisions that you're like, you mean to tell me you couldn't have hired one person who was like very familiar it's with that, video it's games that to tell you Jade Raymond stuff of him of her going to yeah. Stadia and doing what? Nothing with years and it years just... of being there. I think it I think it's bad management. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they let them just have their time. They don't do the whole Oh, the game sold a million copies instead of three million. We're can mm -hmm. we're canning it, or you know all that nonsense <laughs> that those companies do. Sometimes. Dumb expectations like, across the board of what thinking it takes way quicker than what it actually does, expecting more sales than what it actually does. Because this original new IP, you can't just expect everyone to fall in love with it before they even dig into it. You know, it can't just sell out of the gate by. Yep. Something sells well, okay, like Nintendo, for example. A lot of people give Nintendo hate because Mario's on its, like, what, 25th Mario game. There's 25 of them because they continue to be great games, and Nintendo continues to know, hey, they will continue to sell. They're great. Why would we stop? But originally, right, before, when Mario Bros, before there was even Super Mario Brothers, nobody was expecting at that time Mario to be big. Right, it takes time. It takes people playing it over the course of at least a little bit of time yeah. before you just start having these crazy expectations of these games just selling major numbers for no reason. Like you can't just put Joseph State in, and that's alone reason to sell ten million copies. Like, but I think that's what these companies expect. It's just, they just have weird expectations. Sure. Again. Sometimes you think of these people that have all this money, resources, power, and yet they make the silliest decisions that me and you could probably be like, no, that's a bad idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, every, I mean, everyone though, like let's say the uh, the WB with the um, uh, Justice League game, right? Like everyone is clearly seeing that we don't want this, right? But they, when they're making it, don't seem to understand that. Why? Like that's what I'm, that's, it's... <laughs> moving on, Crazy moving stuff. on. All right. Next up, Deep Silver and Dan Buster Studios announced that Dead Island 2 has sold over 1 million copies within the first three days of release. Listen, nice. no hate. It's just what I've seen of the game doesn't look like something I'm interested in, really. I'm glad it's selling well, but it looks like a more mediocre Dying Light 2, which I already had some problems with. Well, props <laughs> to like the engine and optimization is apparently totally good. That's that's great. Like, I'm really glad. Uh, to hear there's that, no cause... like tech issues or anything like that. You know what? I the take problem... it back. Then. They they already have one up on Dying Light too. <laughs> the problem so they is they don't. There's nothing that really shines original about this game. It's very generic, bashing zombies, melee, or shooting with guns, and that's about it. You know, um, at least like with Dying Light, you have that parkour system a part of that, and sure. a lot of interesting stuff wrapped around it. But I do want to give them props because it's so rare nowadays to have a great PC optimized game. And this game is one. So I do want to I do want to congratulate them on that. Otherwise, oh, the game that's doesn't great. really appeal to me. Um, I've watched multiple reviews. I've read multiple reviews. Everyone seems to be under the assumption of, hey, you know, looks good, runs good, but there's nothing much here. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's okay to just have dumb fun. And, I, yeah. you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Anyway. That's that's good. I'm glad. I'm really glad that the optimization is good because they need to break that trend that's been right? going on lately. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, them of all people, which is cool because... Who made the first game is the people who make Dying Light, you know, and they've always been really, I guess, weird when it comes to optimization. So for 
Dead Island 2 to not have tech issues, I was a little surprised over. Because they actually outdid their biggest competitor, who used to be, be them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, that's yeah. kind of neat. Okay. Next up, Miss Studio Steampunk Puzzle Adventure Firmament launches May 18th. The game launches... I'm going to check this out. I've never seen this game. This game launches on PC and Mac and will come to PlayStation consoles and PSVR 2 at a later date. Firmament was initially funded via Kickstarter and was first teased way back in March 2018. It drops players into a mysterious steampunk world consisting of three abandoned realms full of secrets to uncover, such as strange giant machines. Helping you along the way is the adjunct, a silent clockwork companion, as well as a strange spirit who has their own story to unravel. Firmament also supports VR play on PC, so players can use a variety of headsets, including Valve's Index, HTC Vive, as well as the Oculus headsets such as the Rift and Quest 2. Okay, cool. I, I don't know anything about this game. Let me pull it up real quick and see see what it looks like. But a VR miss game sounds great. I'm all about that. I mean that 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 does sound cool. Because the best thing that they do is atmosphere. Like it's well, such it's a great a atmosphere. So yeah, yeah, I was checking this out. It looks great. And I, I would just cool. love to be in that world in VR. Like this this is a yeah. reason to want to play in VR. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Looks really cool. All right. Okay um let's get into what we're watching what we're playing all right sweet so i beat chia which i um i enjoyed the game i don't i really don't want to make it sound like i didn't like the game i did like it it's just my expectations are set correctly you know i know it's a smaller studio i was just listening to somebody talk about it in great depth and they were starting it with the same way you were and they ended it (laughs) and but i just got kind of bored and tired and it felt really repetitive towards the end there and i kind of felt i did everything i wanted to do and i just kind of like i didn't even beat it and i just kind of jumped off and like enjoyed what i played but it kind of like you know they enjoyed what they wanted and bounced yeah so i don't think that's an unfair way to put it i want to say that the game starts off very strong like you know the way it looks the music the environments um yeah these random little activities you can do right and you get to a chapter i want to say it's chapter four maybe where it's very very tedious sail to this island do this thing sail to this island do this. it's super okay. long and super tedious and that was kind of wearing on me i was like oh i'm not really enjoying this once i got past that I started to enjoy it again. The main complaint I have about the game, though, is someone brought it up in the group, and until, when they said it, I was I really resonated with it. Like, oh, he's so right. It's that the, the soul meter kind of hinders you a lot. You can't really jump into a bird and explore the whole islands. You only have a little bit of time, and then you're out of it. Can you ever upgrade that? You can, like, incrementally, you can upgrade it by doing certain activities. But is it not ones. enough? Is that what you're saying? It doesn't seem like it's enough. Now, granted... Maybe I could sit there and do every single one of them. I don't know if it would still be enough then or not, but it's just not fun enough okay. to get me to want to do all the upgrading, you know? Okay. Uh, there was a bunch of side stuff you could do in the game. Not even side quests, but more like these little mini games, these collectibles, stuff like that. I don't know. I just didn't have any desire to do it. I will say the, the story was really interesting. I really liked it. I thought the, I'm the interested to where that nice. goes when it comes to, I don't know, her dad and her powers. Yeah, it's... I'm interested. And again, it's it's not it's no groundbreaking story, but it's a nice story, right? It's There's a lot of musical segments, which I really enjoy. It just feels like you're like vibing out with a couple of friends. Someone's playing a guitar or some instrument. That's, that's really cool. I like that. Um, as you continue the game, it just... I don't know. It just gets like a little repetitive and the traveling and everything. So I ended up kind of like ended up losing its luster a little bit for me but i i did finish it yeah i thought it was a pretty decent game again i love the music i love the story of how the people made it and what their goal was and all that i think that's all really great um but overall i think it's like a seven out of ten game you know nothing nothing special just a decent little fun game i recommend people play it at least for a few hours you know because it, it does have some really cool mechanics like the you know jump into a rock and roll down the hill and then shoot the rock into the air and then come out of the rock and then go back into the rock as it's in the air and shoot it higher again. And you end up going really far. Like that stuff is cool. <laughs> That's cool. You know? I didn't know it could be, it could chain like that. That's you can cool. like chain it like that. Um, you can jump into any animal. Um, they all have different abilities. I think these yeah, guys like could swimming around to playing as right. a deer to literally be in a chair. It's pretty yep. interesting. Yeah, it, it is cool. It is cool. But again, I thought it was a decent game. Um, I'd be way harder in this game if it wasn't, you know, some small studio making it, you know? 
Yeah. But I think for a small studio making their first game, yeah, there's a lot of cool things about it I really did like. Um, cool. But, you know, overall, it was fine. Okay, and then secondly, I've been playing the new Horizon DLC, The Burning Shores. It's more Horizon. I mean, they're not, like, uh, starting something brand new here, uh, but it does continue right from the end of the game. The visuals look even almost a little better, I want to say. Well, Just this is only tell. PS5, right? <laughs> it's not, only not PS5. PS4. So I would assume that the graphics would be upped a little because they don't have to worry yeah, about it. Yeah, it looks, it's a really beautiful game, man. Really, really good looking. Um, they introduced some new, on each skill tree, they introduced um, some extras on each one, which I thought was a nice touch. New, there's some new weapons, some new costumes, abilities, which all that stuff is great. But it seems that the story itself, from what I gather, it looks like there's five main missions. Each mission's, you know, takes a while, at least an hour or so. And then it looks like there's a few side quests. So, you know, I'd say anywhere from six to ten hours probably okay. of extra content, which is not bad at all. And that's if you don't do, you know, the extra stuff, which I probably won't because I've had my fill of Horizon, even though I really like this. Um, they introduce a new character, which I think <clears throat> she's a really good character, and she helps to balance Aloy out a little bit. So all this nonsense about Aloy always talking to herself, you know, it's kind of good to have someone else there for to her to yeah. bounce her her random thoughts off. And they they have good chemistry. It works well together. So I like that. Um, and then lastly, the only negative I'll say so far is this DLC is pretty hard like i'm not even one to complain about difficulty in games but i'm level like 48 or something and uh, well you're lucky because you came off of just playing it imagine not playing it for a oh year it would jump it in and then expecting as if you just left dude it right? would have completely ruined me 100 <laughs> percent. so for example there's a side quest first side quest actually of the dlc in which you have to go to this island. And oh, by the way, they introduced like this new skiff. It's like a boat, which is a cool touch. It's like a new way to get around the island. So I thought that was cool. It's all islands pretty much. It feels like Wind Waker or something. Can you fly with the, on the bird or no? Uh, you, you can. Um, and so why do you need fine. the boat? The boat is good because a lot of times you'll be going to the islands and getting in between certain areas or whatever. Yes, you can fly everywhere and that's not a problem. But I don't know. It's almost like you can really do both if you wanted to. It's just convenient. I'm doing this mission. I have to go over right over here. And a lot of times I'll fast travel and use neither, to be honest, okay. if I've already unlocked the bonfire. But the thing is, the first side quest, right? They were called Sun Wings in uh, Forbidden West. You know, the, 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 the flying mount that you get. Yeah. Now there's Water Wings. Uh, water Wings can go fly and they can also go in the water. And they're a little okay. more aggressive. They okay. kind of like fight on the ground and they're really tough. Anyway, I'm doing the very, very first side quest. And... Uh, I do the first few steps in the side quest, whatever. And then you get to this one part that says, kill the machines. Okay. And I see three water wings like perched on top of the tower or whatever. So I'm like, okay. So let me try. I try to get some shots off from far away from the first one. Then all three of them swoop down on you. I've tried it so many times. I cannot beat it. It's just hmm. totally ridiculous. It's super hard. And I even looked on Reddit. People are like, this fight is the worst. I spent an hour. The guy's like, I spent an hour and a half just shooting them a few times, then jumping in the water and diving until they went away and then coming back up and doing Dang. it again. I'm like, that sounds horrible. I don't want to yeah. do that. So, yeah, that's my only complaint is that it does feel a little more difficult than it probably should be. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe it'll even out. But so far, first side quest. It's all. It's what I've seen, too. Me? I've seen most people say Jesus. it's really difficult. So I, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm gonna wait until I can get the um, the water wing. Um, oh my god, what is it called when you can tame them? Override the override okay. for the water wing, and see if I can do it then. Because so far it's crazy, but I'm just going along with the story now, and I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah, I'm hoping I can beat that in time for Star Wars. So we'll see. Are you are you trying to do Star Wars? I am, unless I see something on Friday that really makes me not interested i might get it because the way i see it is redfall is a multiplayer game that i could play with you here and there you know it's yeah. not anything i'm have to be 100 when, when zelda to. the 12th zelda's the 12th so that'll leave me what like two weeks to okay. do star wars i probably won't finish it to be completely honest but i'll try <laughs> yeah i might How keep trying you? to just finish what i'm playing i guess you are you you have beating all of the stuff that you were trying to play so that's you true. are that's you true. are yeah. you are looking for this little gap here I right. have my gap filled, so I'm good. But yeah. How long was the last Star Wars? I can't remember. Let me see. Star Wars. 20 hours? Jedi. What was it? Fallen Order? Yeah. Oh. It says main story 17.5, okay. main plus sides 21.5. Okay. I'm not even going to look at completionists because I, I don't do that in those games, yeah. really. But 
uh, speaking of that game, I really hope they fix the map because that was my number one complaint with the first game. It was now the sequel could be a lot longer. It could be. It could be. Could yep. be. We'll see though. Yep. I don't know okay. if there's any info on that yet, but yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, I'm still trucking along a theater. Rhythm, yeah. Is there slowly, any reviews surely. out now? Because it's very close. It's um, a few not days yet. Away at I, this point, I heard that uh, midweek they're going to drop the review. Okay. Okay. So what is that tomorrow, basically? <laughs> I mean, today's Monday, so I guess Wednesday. Probably Wednesday. All right. You didn't try this Street Fighter Six demo? Is it on PlayStation? Because I didn't yes. see it on online. Oh, I didn't try it. I'm going to have to download okay. that. It's only PlayStation uh, for right now. And then I think okay. I think a week later, it's on the other system. So you could just wait for okay. PC. Okay, I might just wait, yeah. Um, either way, I did play it. Okay, first thing before I even go into the rest. Oh my god, was I so annoyed. I started World Tour, uh, right? You make your character, you're able to play a bit of the single-player main campaign sort of thing, where you sort of roam the city, talk to people, fight people, uh, work towards a storyline, whatever, right? But I, it wouldn't let me go into options to change a fidelity setting because I could totally tell it was running 30 FPS. And I was like, there's no way I'm playing Street Fighter at 30. Like, let me up at the 60. And as I'm running around the city, it runs 60. But once it goes into the battle, it drops to 30. But before I went to the main story, you can go and just battle, like do a training bit and then battle computer. That was 60. It was only the campaign was defaulting to 30 in battle, and it wouldn't let me go into the settings and change anything. So it was highly annoying trying to play this single-player campaign because I'm running at like half the speed and it looks really ugly and choppy and it's a fighter. And I was just like, oh, this is disgusting. So I did play, finished it all as far as the demo could go. But it's hard to say if I was enjoying it because the whole time I was bothered I was playing at 30 frames a second. So it's really weird experience. Anyway, whenever I'm doing the normal 60, playing a computer, you basically have a couple of access. Luke versus Ryu, and you can pick one of the two. And it's it's really fun. It looks good. I do think it's a bit too far removed from what Street Fighter used to be. I see. And it feels a little too new age for me, and I don't know if I like it. Maybe the more I sit with it, it can grow with me and I can learn to like more and more because I go back to certain like bands that I hated at first and ended up loving, certain games I hated at first and ended up loving. Like it can happen. I can like but it's really throwing me off. I don't like everyone is so gigantic, everyone feels so weird and heavy. Um I don't know. I don't like the way it feels, and I don't even really like the visuals that much. They're clean. They, like, See. technically look good. I think 5 looked better. I think 4 looked better in just its okay. art style. 5 did look really good. So. Yeah. Um. So I'm a little, like, I don't love what I played. One, the 30 FPS didn't help at all, but even when I'm just playing matches against the computer going back and forth, I'm like, this is good. Now, they're adding a lot of things I love when it comes to they're adding commentary of like a legit professional commentary coming on the game, recording lines. And he has tons of lines, apparently, because as I'm playing, I'm just hearing you can even select different commentaries. There's like a total of five you can select between. The training is far better than any previous Street Fighter training on actually learning the moves. I'm picking it up way easier and understanding Street Fighter way quicker than I have in the past doing its training. It just seems to get how to teach you correctly. I don't know. It's really nice. It also has new way of controls to where you can play classic style or you can play modern. And they allow modern or classic even in tournament play, whether in person tournament play or not. Because what they do is like, okay, you know when Smash Bros, when you pick like a fighter character, you know how you can just do a simple command? And it does right. almost like half the half the potential of the full move. But if you actually put in the real inputs for the fighter and smash, you get a lot more damage output and it's a lot better move. That's basically how they're handling it with this. Like you can quick access to a special, but it won't be as good as the real special. So they balance it in a way to where they're not bothered if people play classic or modern. And in some ways, it helps you to do a tinier special than a bigger special. So it can work in your favor a lot of ways, too. So there's really no pros and cons. They seem to 
balance out the pros with the cons on allowing modern and a lot of things. So I thought that was really smart and creative. So there's a lot of extra features about this game that I really love. And I do love the fact that the, the campaign I think is really cool of like you making your own character. You basically will get like a teacher, right? And it'll be a specific right. street fighter character. He trains you, you play his city. Once you complete that section of the game, you then travel to a new area. So then let's say, okay, now you go to China. Now Chun-Li is your mentor. And then you do the Chun-Li campaign bits. And then once you beat that, then you're going to go to somewhere else in the world. And so you're going to go to all these different cities and hub areas and do its story and all of that. And I, I think it, I think it's good and all. I'm just not in love with the actual core game itself. I think it's, I think it's a bit like... I think it's changed too much and it doesn't seem to think the previous are better. Like Street Fighter 4, I think is a lot better game fighting wise than this game is. But maybe I just need to play more of it and maybe there's just a lot that I'm not getting, you know? So I I don't want to say definitively based off a demo, but if it was rubbing me the wrong way for sure. Interesting. All right, I'm going to have to see, I'm going to see what I think, but I have heard that sentiment before that Street Fighter has strayed too much from what it once was, you know? So yeah. you're not the first person to say that. And I don't want the same game over and over again. It's just I want them to make it better, not worse. You know what I mean? And it feels like it's a little worse. Like, it feels like we're going from Halo 3 to Halo 4. It's like, okay, I don't want to say it's a bad game, but clearly 3 is the better game here. Uh, so I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. And then um, Advance Wars 1 and 2. I'm only a few missions in. This game is way harder than I was expecting it to be, I'll tell you that. But I love it. I love the new art style. I love the toy look to it all. The animations are really neat within the cutscenes. Interesting writing, plots. It's really fun. It's just like, it's got those core Nintendo vibes where they just... They just can nail a mood so well and just make it so fun for you to play through. And even if it's an incredibly difficult game, you're still having a blast and smiling the whole time you're playing it. And it was like the third mission, and I had to run it back four different times. I kept losing. Really high praise about that game. This is one of those, like, I don't know how many people are going to play it, but the people who do are going to love it. It's fantastic title. Okay. The weird thing is there's no, it's a big drawback. The online, there's no matchmaking. So you can play against a friend, right? Or play on the same system, play online against a friend. And that's it. You can share levels between each other. It actually lets you like create your own levels, which is really neat. But again, there's no like Mario Maker where you can go to a community hub, right? And then select a lot of people's levels. You can only share between you and somebody else, you know, gotcha, or play gotcha. against you and somebody else. So it's really lacking in the online department. Anyway, uh, and then last I have here, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'm still playing it. Uh, I haven't talked about it in a long time because it's like, I don't want to sit there and bring it up each week as I'm working through what I thought I was going to finish in about 60 hours. And <laughs> I'm easily over a hundred at this point and I'm like still not done, but I just wanted to mention, I wrote it in a post on me thinking the game was going to end around like hour 65. I was pretty sure on that. I was pretty definitive. It looked like it was all closing up. Everything was coming together, big finality. And then it seemed like the goalpost changed on what the world state even was and what was even happening, right? Oh, some big major twist happens. But twists were happened before the final conclusion. But this final conclusion in 68 was a major twist. And then four or five hours later, here's another major twist. And I remember when I played Xenoblade Chronicles 1, a similar thing happened with me. But it wasn't this intense. This That was like 15 hours of like, oh my god, when's this gonna, game going to end? I thought it was the <laughs> ending, like, but it keeps changing on me. This is like 40, 50 hours of, oh my God, I, I really set on this game about to end and it just doesn't. And it just keeps tricking you and things keep changing in such insane, crazy ways. And if I was hearing this from the outside, I'd be very turned off from all of this. But I'm telling you, they just do it so well that it doesn't matter and it's great. And I'm still just loving the game. I'm pretty sure I would have dropped it at this point because I've been putting so many hours into it. I don't know, man. This game is like 
one of the coolest Japanese RPGs, and I'm I'm really convinced at this point because now that I'm like I'm about to beat this, I'm actually I really am about to hit the final boss now. I think finally. <laughs> anyway, beat one, beat two, and this may be the best like current modern day Japanese RPG series like for me. I think I think it wins number one for me. Like I love Final Fantasy. But it's been how long since I've like truly loved a Final Fantasy? It's been since ten, basically. Right. You know ben, what yeah. I mean? Now sixteen is right around the corner, right? But there's a gigantic gap of like this being a top tier RPG series, and then like um same with what I don't know, like Persona is like four and five is incredible, but you're talking how many years was that? That went from PS2. Till now, only two titles. Xenoblade is like kicking them out because you have Xenoblade Chronicles, which was on Wii, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, X, which was on Wii U, which one of my favorite games ever. I always hype that game up. I love that game. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two was on Switch. Then you had the expansion, which was another like a standalone expansion of a prequel to Xenoblade Chronicles Two, linking one and two together. That was like thirty hours long incredible one of the best expansion packs to exist in a game it's really really good and then they whip out xenoblade chronicles 3 on switch as well they've been putting consistently out tons of content you're talking like hours worth of content uh, just a few years apart from each other for a good consistency now of like 10 15 years and um i just think they're one of the strongest japanese rpg like makers out right now and so I yeah, really want to give it a yeah. People are so impressed by the game, you know? God, I have to play those games. It's just so crazy to think about playing all three of those games. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know how to oh, I don't know. God. I don't know. I'm just glad I'm like just doing it because I don't know how I don't know how somebody could convince me to want to do all of this. <laughs> it's just it's a lot of undertaking. Anyway, I love it. Just had to say I'm about to beat it. I am very awesome. confident. I was saying all this, and I'm still gonna get some weird extra twist. I'm very confident next week I'll I'll have it done, and then oh, I sweet. will just be like the best game I've ever played. No, <laughs> I, I won't, I won't. But um, that goes to my uh, hard decision of Final Fantasy VII versus Metal Gear Solid Four. I still can't decide on. Okay, I'd go Final Fantasy VII personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but man, I love the- when I say Metal Gear Solid Four. I'm not even thinking of Four alone. I just love the series yeah. so much and everything right. included in four. That's like the culmination of everything. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I go there is because I'm like, well, I got to see what happened to vamp. I got to see what happened to, uh, Raiden, Raiden. How do you say his name? I always forget. I think it's Raiden. Is it? <laughs> is it Raiden or Raiden? I think. Oh Raiden. God. Now I don't know. Anyway, but being able to get conclusions to all of these great characters, like big boss and, Big Mama and all this crazy stuff. I just loved getting conclusions to it all. Okay, new game watch and we'll be out. So, Desta, The Memories Between, Switch and PC, April 26th. Bramble, The Mountain King, all platforms, April 27th. Uh, Kazuna AI, Touch the Beat, Uh, PlayStation 4, Switch, PlayStation VR, and PC. Why not VR 2? That's really weird that they would release a first PSVR game now. Anyway, April 27th. Lego Brick Tales, iOS, Android, April 27th. Uh, here it is. Live Alive. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PC, no Xbox, April 27th. It already is on Switch, so that's why I didn't say there. Omega Strikers, Switch, April 27th. The Last Case of Benedict Fox. This game looked great. I forgot this really was cool. coming out so soon. I might, I might jump on this. I might jump on that. April 27th. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. All platforms instead of Switch because it's already out on Switch there. (laughs) April 28th. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Here it is. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PC. No last-gen consoles, which is great to see. And uh, makes me want to play it a little more because of that. April 28th. Age of Wonders 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PC, May 12th. Another current gen only. I want to keep seeing this. Redfall, another current gen only. Xbox Series X and S, PC, May 2nd. So, again, I'm going to play Redfall on release. Um, I'll for sure have thoughts on it. 
uh, next recording then? Well, I don't know. Game comes out Tuesday. Depends. We might record before then. So, yeah, yeah. Very curious about it. Super Dungeon Maker Switch PC May third, and uh, that's it. So, unless you got anything to add here, no, that's it, man. I'm excited for um, Star Wars. I hope it. You know, I I will say last thing before we wrap up here is, you know, as a huge fan of the Souls games. I truly feel, and I know people who don't play the Souls games probably don't want to hear this, but I truly feel like Star Wars was trying very hard to emulate Souls, right? Yeah. And put their own Star Wars IP on it. I think they they did did a good job. They did. Um, They did. It's just not as good as those games. Exactly. And so, if you liked the last Star Wars Jedi Fallen, right? What is it called? Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah. Anyway, if you really liked that combat system and the way it functioned and getting to the next points and all of that, maybe you should play uh, Dark Souls. That's that's what I was saying. I think that's a good like lead up to that series because I'm surprised that some people play Fallen Order, love it, and then they don't like Souls at all. I'm like, dude, you don't realize how how much they you know tried to emulate that. You're teetering over the hill there. Just now, just go a little more, and I I think if you like that, I can't see you not liking an even better experience of a gameplay style like that. Yeah, yeah man, I'm excited. Till next week, later, guys. Oh,